Smack it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dramatic But Valid. We're here this week. Um, hope you guys are. Oh, yeah, I'm Trey, and this is. I'm Heather Day. <laughs> and we here in your ears to talk some some good talk and also give you some of our thoughts for the week and what's been going on and everything. Um, it's really, really cold outside, first of all, so it took a lot for us to be here in the studio. I just want to give us a shout out for that. <laughs> it's the kind of cold that hurts. It's yes. painfully cold. You feel it to your bones, you know, and if you're not on the East Coast, you know, just be grateful that you don't have to go through months like this. But it's cold. It's very cold. Shout out to everybody. Stay warm. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Make sure you wear your layers and double sock it up. Yes. My dramatic but valid thought of the week. How you feeling? Yeah. Let's, I'm going to just tell you how I'm feeling, you know. <laughs> um, it's okay to say no, guys. Mm. Okay. Um, and I say that because sometimes, oftentimes, especially when you're in your 20s, you know, you have your your parents or your family still trying to, you know, expect things from you. And then you have your friends. They might need help with certain things as well. And it's okay to help your friends. It's okay to be there for your family. But a lot of times um, it really can take up your time and space for you to be able to find peace within yourself. And sometimes if you say something like that, especially, you know, if you have a family that has older people from the older generation, they might say, you know, oh, you're being selfish. You know, you're being selfish. Your generation is so selfish. But my point is, is this, <laughs> if you in a world where everybody is being selfish and you constantly put other people in front of you, how can you ever really, in a sense, get ahead or, or, or anything like that? You're always going to be walked over in a sense. So my, my dramatic uh, but valid, I think, point is that Put yourself first. Put your priorities first. Um, and don't feel bad about doing it. Don't feel bad about taking a mental health day and, and saying, you know what, I don't want to function today. I just want to, you know, wake up, <laughs> make, make some breakfast, <clears throat> make some breakfast and, you know, uh, put on some Netflix, put on whatever show you want to watch or a podcast, anything you want to listen to and just take the time out for yourself. So, yeah, that's that's my point for today. So. Go ahead, Heather. How do you feel about that? Is it val is my it's point validated? Is it very valid? You feel me? Okay. Very valid. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not out here alone. <laughs> um, I think that what the issue is for so many people, including myself, I think all of us, is that with doing that comes a lot of shame of and comes a lot of guilt. And I think that like depending on your family or sometimes it could be a lot of our families are taught that you know, you should feel guilty for those things, but it comes from somewhere. And it may be something I think like very specific to women, mm -hmm. like women cast down like generational shame onto each other. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like I understand it, like how you want to strive as hard as you can to be as perfect as you can for everyone and put on this front and put on this face that you have it all together and you're able to juggle all this stuff. But at the same time, it's not realistic and it's it could be very phony. And then eventually, you know, it's going to come crumbling down. So I think a good way to navigate it is my dad is like really big on forgiveness recently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's like just talking about how he forgives himself and he forgives others. And and I think it's really good to like try and forgive yourself like 
you know, set your boundary, forgive yourself for that boundary because you're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel bad. Like, oh my God, I'm disappointing everyone. or I'm disappointing myself. And we have to like, let go of that and kind of work through it. Yeah. Do you feel, is it guilt? that Definitely, definitely. Because especially when you, um, again, like I come from a, a single parent household. So it's been me, my mom and like my grandma. So when you come from that, it's like, you know, you being there is like there's so much value placed on that where it's like we need you to do this. We need you to do that because if you're not there, who's going to do it? So when you deal with that, yeah, there's a lot of guilt that comes with it because I'm a family person. I love my family. But at the end of the day, I started realizing when we grow old and we start getting older as we get older, at the end of the day, we're going to be left with ourselves. Who's yeah. going to really? I mean, it's sad to think that. I don't want to think that way. But <clears throat> eventually, you know how the circle of life goes. People grow old. They pass on things like that. Now, now you got to deal with yourself and and where you're at now. And mm-hmm. like, you know, those people who you were trying to please, trying to do so much for, they're not there no more. So it's like now you got to sit with yourself and where you're at within mentally, everything with your life choices, everything. Because you, as you know, family can have a lot of influence on that. <laughs> Definitely. On your life choices, your career choices, all of that, where you live, all of that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was watching a documentary on uh, Netflix recently, and it was about Xanax and Mm. just talking about like the benefits that so many people have by taking medication Mm. um, and also obviously the slippery slope that it may lead people on when becoming like addicted to Xanax and how far it could really go for someone's life. And it was really, really interesting because I myself have struggled with depression and anxiety, but I've never um, ever thought it would be okay to even consider Mm. the idea of taking that next step um, because I just feel like, you know what, maybe I didn't try breathing hard enough. Maybe Mm. I could stretch a little more. Maybe I could, you know, take a longer walk. But I think that it was just really interesting just like watching the documentary. I think a lot of people should watch it if you have, you know, time during the holiday season. But um, I would say, like, how do you feel about um, kind of this overall change in society with people becoming more anxious and more um, interested or, you know, open to medicating themselves? Yeah. I mean, I think that you can see it basically if, if I mean, my, my thing is, especially after the pandemic, because if you look at like, if you look at the statistics or whatever you want to say of the amount of not only adults, but teenagers who I think it increased, I forgot what the percentage was, but it definitely increased like with anxiety and depression throughout the pandemic. And I think that was because we were kept all like, you know, kind of kept away from each other or being able to go out and different things like that. But I think that now I feel like because there has been, I hate to say it, but so many tragic kind of stories where we have like stories where there's celebrities that seem like they have it all together, but then they go and take their life and things like that. I think people are starting to maybe wake up a little bit more to the issue at least. But I think that um, when it comes to medication, it's a really, for me, like, it's like, I, I, I feel like medication can help, but I feel like I'm also against it in a way because I feel like the whole pharmaceutical business is just a business in itself, you know, and certain things are are pushed, to, you know, to us and That's everything dramatic. else. Yeah, I mean, it's but the truth. Valid. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you talk about I'm depressed or if you say certain things, like, we even, I mean, I know for myself, you go, and then you go on Instagram, 
you might get a, a bunch of ads about therapy, about uh -huh. um, medications for depression. Because they be listening, y'all. They be they listening. Listen. They listen. I'm serious. And so, like, um, it just, you know, if, you, if you're getting pushed that kind of narrative where it's like you need this medication or it'll help you feel better, you know, this, that, and the third, the advantages, then some people kind of just, I hate to say it, but just swallow the pill and they just kind of go along with it where maybe there is another natural remedy that you could go down. But, maybe I could have drank more tea. Yeah, no, seriously. Because, I mean, we've been here for many years. Humans have been here yeah. for many years. Like, that's, that's what point. I always think of. Like, we've been on this planet a long time, guys. So... With and, a lot of stress. And a lot of a struggle. A lot of stress. I mean, there was a time that women couldn't even walk down the street without... Some, right. There wasn't even a word for right. certain things that we recognize as traumatic now. But there wasn't even language for it. So imagine how stressful it could have been for other people. I forgot about slavery. I mean... For five seconds slavery there. Slavery is a so big... Boom. A big, large part of history. And, and you know, our ancestors, they were able to somehow get through it. I mean, like, you know, of course, I'm sure there were times like, you know, like, like again, with the slave ships, where a lot of them didn't make it. They jumped, they threw themselves over the ships. So, you know, there is, like, that example, too. But at the same time, I feel like just in general, like, you know we've been able to kind of withstand a lot, like, you know what I mean, as a people and just as individuals too as well. But I feel like um, now, you know, we have the medication, but like, and, and you know, <clears throat> some people say it helps and I'm sure it does benefit. But again, I feel like, again, there's always money at the end of it, especially in this country. According, according to the CDC.gov, <laughs> about one in 10 Americans aged 12 and over take antidepressant medicines. Oh, medications. I don't know why I said medicines. <laughs> And um, it says that non-Hispanic white persons are most likely to take antidepressant medication than persons of other races and ethnicities. And then it also says that females are more likely than males to take antidepressant medication at every level of depression severity. Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. And it's very like on, I would say that, like, I would imagine the same thing, especially, mm -hmm. you know, for the race and the... um. And also males, not the gender. Not, mm -hmm, the gender. Definitely. Yeah. Because that's a that's a big thing, you know, and eventually we're going to have some guys come on here, too, so that we can get the male perspective. <laughs> but but seriously, in all seriousness, like, you know, men especially, um, they suffer a lot. And a lot of times the statistics don't record them because they aren't feeling open enough to go and, you know, become a statistic or go and tell their doctor, hey, I'm having depressing feelings because they don't feel like they can open up. You know, I have a lot of guy friends and homies, you know, that I know and they come to me and tell me their problems. And, you know, a lot of times I think like I'm like, you know, they would they would benefit from therapy. But if sometimes if you mention it, you know, they feel like, oh, no, you know, I'm OK. Like, I don't, you know, that's yeah. that's taking it too far. But it's but like you'd actually it... be surprised in the documentary. Yeah. Um, Xanax. I'm going to pull up the real name. Yeah. Um, they there was a black woman who wanted to like open her doors more to black men who wanted to do therapy and it was mm -hmm. really cool because to her surprise way more black men were interested than she had in her and her team had anticipated mm -hmm. and so i think that you know a lot of black men are interested especially if it's like really chill shout out to my sister um she is I don't want to put her business out we there. Love we love you. <laughs> anyway, she'd be like really helping people um, in her career. And she tells, okay, never mind me. <laughs> all right. Anyway, shout out to all the therapists out there. A summary. 
basically when she helps um a lot of black men um she, it's like really a, a really special experience because mm-hmm. just having just being someone that they could talk to mm-hmm. and something also that i found in the Xanax documentary is actually called Take Your Pill Xanax it's a Netflix film it came out in 2022 um check it out y'all check it out but she also the therapist that we're talking about found um that a lot of black men have difficulty even identifying that they have been traumatized Mm -hmm. on um her intake form she was saying how you know please if you've had uh any trauma please describe it something to that effect and so many black men didn't write anything Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until maybe five sessions in that they're talking about the time they got shot or the other time they got shot and she's wondering like why didn't you why didn't we start there and Mm -hmm. they're like oh i didn't recognize that as trauma mm-hmm. which is deep within itself it's but level. yeah, yeah. It's another conversation but yeah so it's it's really interesting if you guys again feel like watching you know let me know how that goes because yeah. i'm all down for like a conspiracy theory every now and again because hey maybe like there's this two-way street of like this being pushed for like some profit but you know we're not there yet that might be you know in 10 years from now when we watch that documentary we're gonna get there (laughs) something else that i was watching i found really really interesting was um a little bit more about the royal family i know that maybe like it might be played out but i wanted to just bring this this little tidbit up that i thought was really cool if i can try and like connect the dots because i see here we have a note about fairytale weddings right (laughs) so it's crazy. Take a journey with me. It's crazy to think that. Oh, wait, I can't talk about it because it's like, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. We were almost there on we the were journey. Almost there. We, were, we were like right there. But um, fairy tale wedding <laughs> isn't necessary. Yeah. No, I think not. Um, not in 2022, but that's just my opinion because I feel like. I mean, I mean, this is the thing. Everybody has a different number of friends, so I won't speak for everyone, but I'll speak for myself. I, I move in small circles and, and I have a small, intimate group of people that I call my friends and like my family or my bros, my sisters. And so um, for me, like to me, a wedding is such a sacred ceremony. So I would feel like I would want it to be more intimate. And also you get to save some money because, I mean, the economy is, is wild right now. <laughs> so I would just put that out there too. Or the economy is wild right now. Or you could take a trip, you know what I'm saying, and just fall in love, chill in the crib, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 you know, it's understood, doesn't need to be explained type shit, you know, get on my wave. That's yeah, that's true. I mean, I I need that commitment <laughs> though, because Same. I need to know that, you know, when we like, let's say we live in together, okay. And it's three years down the line. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we having some problems. Maybe, maybe I'm not cooking this, cooking that great. Or maybe you leaving out, you know, your drawers on the floor a little bit too much and expecting me to wash the clothes too much. Or maybe wilding. something is, you know, just wild. Wilding. You know, we just having problems. Like, and, and then now you feel like. I don't want to do nobody's laundry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Well, hey, look. Okay. I, I don't, this is my thing. I don't mind. If you my man. If you my man, that's 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 me though. To each his own. That's just it me just speaking. It just gives me shut up. 
But what 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 Jill Scott say? If, I, they forget you from Philly sometimes. I say it like this: If you can tell me what to do, mm-hmm. then you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Damn, Damn. Does that make sense. Oh. It's as simple as that. Like that. That's really how I feel. I feel like if y'all both have a mutual respect. It's like, and you, and I'm not saying that you, you know, as a woman, I'm going to be doing everything in the house, sweeping, mopping, all this other stuff. We split the chores, Island. like, but at the Island. same, we can split the chores. <laughs> we can split the chores, but if I love you, I don't mind washing your clothes. Why no, not? If I love like, you, you know I mean? and That's you love saying. me, and it's like that, but don't be just expecting just because you bought me dinner, you bought me them cute sneakers that I didn't even ask for, <laughs> then now I have to wipe your boo boo drawers, like, and clean them. I don't know. I don't know. It just makes me feel offended and like it's 1940-something. Like, I could feed myself. Okay. So then I get into the 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 battle. Okay. Let me sit back. Continue. But let's be real. Like, let's be realistic, though. Like, when the kids come, you know. Whoa. Like, I'm just saying, like, no, no. But when the kids come and you guys, you know, you got the kids running around and you trying to split the tags. I mean, eventually you're going to have to split some tags. Yeah, like, you again, know what I mean? Like, if I love if, you. If, yes, if if we if we love you, that and that's the truth. That's the center of it. That's it, the center of it. But my point because is, because if it's like a it. tip for tat, da da da, you could take that one right off. Because the laundry's, not, I'm not. That's crazy. I don't. That's tat. wild. <laughs> that's just in, insane. It's my, just something about is, it. Too domesticated commitment. for me. Get the commitment before you become domesticated. Because I, I already cook. That's the way I feel. I already cook. <laughs> I'm already about to walk that plate over to you. True. <sighs> ah, stand up, woman. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I'm going to clean it because Lord knows you're not going to do it. And I'm already in your, your crib, most likely. So let me go ahead and clean it because I'm not even supposed to be here. Right? Now I'm tipping and towing with your laundry. I don't know. It's don't just... Tipping and towing. Who said you had to be uh, tipping and sorry. towing, though? You got into... I'm triggered. Okay, okay, finally. Going into relationships and scandals. Oh, my God. Did you hear? Tory Lanez was found guilty on all guilty. charges. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> Celebratory dance. I mean... I'm sorry. Like, not the whole prison. Not the... Listen, this is my take. Go ahead. This is my take. This is my take. Go ahead. If you, and this goes for everybody, this goes for me. Maybe, hey, you know, life gets crazy. Liquor makes your feelings go wild. But I'm saying, though, if you're going to, according to that uh, third witness that they didn't even know was going to testify the way that he did, boom, plot twist. If if you're going to come out of a car hooting and hollering agitated and aggravated waving your gun pop 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 four times i mean listen bad things happen sorry and that goes for miss kelsey mamas too because miss girl we remember that it it started off with you too this is just not your trial this is not your moment but when it comes it's gonna come and i think that that poor woman was sitting on that floor after she did her dirt, after she was fighting and doing all that carrying on in two, you guys really were taking advantage of her point blank period. And like just hearing the um the witness, like I think the last name was Kelly, I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. <laughs> but hearing that uh hearing them describe the way that allegedly Megan was like looking from that kind of like 
viewpoints was horrible to me. So, yeah, you should go. You should be in trouble. I'm not really. I'm the same person who's going to say. I just have to be so careful with what I say. <laughs> but I'm the same person who does not want to see black men incarcerated point blank, period. But I mean, right now we're still dealing with that same kind of system. So we just going to have to go ahead and see you later when you come out of jail because you was wilding. I just have one question. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, how did what's, his name is Justin Edison, the bodyguard. How was he just so happen located? After uh, uh, the guilty chilling. the guilty verdict came out, where was he at? He was chilling. He took that that money and said, "But I feel like he just skipped his business. testimony. Like that's a whole, you know what I mean? Maybe he another will get in trouble. Maybe he will get in trouble. But either way, I, it's a little shifty. Come. Oh, it's super shifty. You super want to know shifty. what Tory Lanez had for his Christmas dinner from jail though? Like this was actually out. <laughs> it's not funny. It's All right, really not funny. One, then go ahead. I'm sorry, but. This was his dinner. He, they said that he had a four ounces of roast turkey, four ounces of That's mashed nice. potatoes, two ounces of gravy, one ounce of cranberry sauce, four ounces of green beans, and one cup of tossed green salad and a dinner roll. That's nice. And he got a pumpkin. They said some a pumpkin muffin. See, I mean, I don't know why that was out. I but just I'm thought saying, it was like, that was a lot of ounces. That, though? Y'all heard them ounces? Put the order in. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. How did they... Like, anyway. I think he got treated a little extra, like, well. Mm-hmm. A lot well, of protein a on that meal. A lot of calories. Well, that's good for him. I'm happy he had something nice to eat. And um, I wish him all the best, truly, from the bottom of my heart. Now that he got it, you know what I'm saying? It's guilty. Think, we can move forward. And I really don't want nothing else crazy to happen. What about the Because appeal? his hairline's already receding. What about the appeal? The pill? The appeal. The oh, he's going to try. Him, him and his daddy. And that... When he came out the courthouse, I don't know if y'all saw that um, that clip on Instagram, but he came at Rock Nation hard. Like he Ooh. was, he was furious. But I felt it. Like I really felt like he was right. like, this was. And you know was, what? <laughs> Since I may so turn an ear to a theory or two. Who knows? You never know. Something may come out in a couple months. Maybe you never know. But I'm just saying for right now, for today. They need to interview the bodyguard. The state <laughs> of California found Tory Lane's guilty. And that's all I have. And I'll say my piece. They need to interview the bodyguard. They need it's to. It's a little too, it's a little too shifty. Just pop back up. But you know I what I, I do want to like talk about real okay, quick? Yeah, what up? It's crazy to me how. Okay, this is so scandalous, but yeah. everyone likes, not everyone, a few people on Twitter. <laughs> you have to narrow it down. Twitter. A few people on Twitter who got on my nerves, maybe bots, maybe real people, but they were saying how since she lied, the whole case should be thrown out. Now, I don't know about the bots, and I don't know about the Twitter users who I'm referring to, but if my... I'm just saying, like... I'm just saying, mm-hmm. we're talking about her sexual history. We're talking about whether she was romantic or not with a man for the world to know. True. We're also talking about if she was beating on her best friend. Woo. That's a lot. We're also talking about whether or not she was deeply insecure. Mm. E. And we're all acting like you should have stood up there and told all of those details that didn't okay that did pertain that did pertain to the case in trial which he shouldn't have done but 
That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna just say, so but good. I said my piece. <laughs> I said my piece. But <laughs> people are acting like they no, wouldn't. I know. They I would know. be like, oh yeah. And by the way, like this is the dirt that I did. World, like you probably want to keep that to yourself. And I don't think it should be a reason to like throw the case out. But I'm sure if I flipped it around a couple of times, I probably see how it was wrong. And I, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was, like, a little simpler than that. That way we can have more of a victory. But it was a bit complicated, for sure. Calm down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> woo! Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, Speaking of SZA, um, we're so proud of her and um, her, her record-breaking... SZA gets love every episode, honestly. Like, I feel like she should. <laughs> Um, she's, she's killing the game with a, uh, 200, what was this? 200 albums chart, what's this? Anyway, basically <laughs> she's doing really, really great with the yeah. numbers and she's killing it and shout out to her. I'm I hope she's having her a wonderful coming week. out too. Her videos should be on the way. Yeah. Although be she'd be amazing. taking some time with them videos. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I, I would know. like a quicker turnover, but it's okay. Miss Michelle Obama was in the news recently for her um, very, very like traditional views on marriage that are rather refreshing to hear. Um, Trey, how did you feel about it? No, I I love first of all, I love Michelle Obama. (laughs) I just want to put I just want to say that put that out there. Um, I'm a fan. Um, But either way, (laughs) she literally pretty much encompass I feel like just a real woman and just like her the way she talked about marriage and even her relationship with Barack because she literally said she said there were 10 years where she couldn't stand her husband and and, you know just (laughs) it's just funny because like when you hear that statement it's like we all know she's talking about Barack so it's just like it's just like in my head as soon as I heard her say that I'm like oh dang like he really dropped the ball like when it came to like their marriage for a good decade and I wonder what, you know, like, what exactly, you know, like, what exactly was going on within that decade that, you know, I mean, and of course, like, when they were, when he was the president, there were so many rumors about him cheating with this one and that one. So, like, you know, and I, I just always was like, Michelle, oh, you didn't. Let me go ahead. You don't remember that? No. When, when I think they said that he was Watch like. Watch your mouth before no, you speak he, on It that wasn't that he was cheating. Maybe he was sitting by this one lady, I think, at like, I think it was a sporting event or some event. And they were like, he was whispering in her ear a little too much or something. And I just remember being like, yo, Michelle, like, don't disrespect Michelle like that. Right. Don't do that. Because we we stand for Michelle. Oh, (laughs) there is some scandals. There's some stuff. I didn't know. You know, oh, he dated we, other people. We, we, <laughs> he promote, he proposed to another woman in 1986. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I didn't know he proposed to someone else back in the 80s. I just know that up. when they were the first, like, she was the first lady and he was the, the president, something was going on with that where he was sitting next to some lady and they and there was some pictures taken. Hmm. Well, I didn't really watch it enough, <laughs> but I did see that she was just basically saying, like, you have to just stick through it. And, yeah, I'm trying to remember. It, was, it was tricky for me because I know that, like, in this generation, this day and age, the girls and the guys will go ahead and just call it quits. But she's, you know, giving us that old, not old, but, like, it actually is kind of old type. because it's like we 
don't really see that a lot. But it was refreshing. Whatever the reminders it's that were, real, like, clearly ride or die mentality. I guess yeah. you know it's kind of like no matter what the ups and downs, you got to keep going for. I guess the foundation, the family, and stuff yeah. like that. You know. <clears throat> and speaking of family, she did say something about how she is not her children's friend, and she was saying like, I think Kelly was like, Are you sure you don't want to be their friend a little? <laughs> and she was like, No, girl, because at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to constantly tell them things that they don't want to hear, mm-hmm. and it's my job to tell them those things, not to be their friend. So that was a good point. I mean, I grew up with that. I mean, my mom said it flat out. This is not a democracy. She was like, I'm not your friend. I'm not one of your little buddies. I'm not. I'm your parent. She made it clear. So, I mean, I feel like, would you be like that? Like, with your, like, future kids? Or are you going to be more open to be, like, more friendly level? Friend-like level, I'll say. So, <laughs> Or would you want to be their friend? <laughs> I, myself, am a little more hippie. But my grandmother, who played a big part in raising me, was, like, not playing none of that. Very strict and... um uh, kind of militant even she would describe herself like and I appreciate it in a way like when I would go over her house there was a very strict routine we <laughs> we would this is in Brooklyn we would wake up you know, on your nightstand you always have a glass of water waiting for you which is like such a sign of love to me mm. and because she would wake up before everybody else so this is like 7 30 she's up at 6 30 just you know getting ready for the day what are we doing Going to the store. That's literally the the goal of the day. But it's fine. We have to wake up when the sun rises. So we would have our little water. Then we would go over into the kitchen looking, you know, hungry and, and dirty looking. And she would give us like a tablespoon of cod liver oil. We have to gulp that down before we have our orange juice because orange juice is a luxury, even if it's there. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Then we would maybe move on to juice. But before we get to juice, it's time to make that bed. So we would have to make that bed and to a T, though. And she's acting like she's giving you, like, the authority over doing the bed. She's behind you. And she's pulling it tight. And she's making sure it's all together. And then from that point, she don't want to look at you looking dirty and, and drool all over your face and then you have to go get ready for the day wash your face and start your day like I actually appreciate all of that because when I was home it was like a little more like laid back Mm -hmm. and it actually caused conflict because now it's like now we're fighting over me doing these things Mm -hmm. at my grandma's house I had no choice so I kind of appreciate that no, yeah. No, I know I know for me, my mom and grandma were both the same. It was like there was no everything had to you wake up, you do what you gotta do, you go eat your food, you make your bed, you go to school, mm-hmm. you come home, you do your homework. Yeah. At the table. Yeah, oh at the table. At the table. There's no Oh, at the table. Oh, can I do my homework in my room? Girl. No. no. Sit down at that table. And and my grandma, she's a retired school teacher, so I remember I used to try to play the game where I'd be like, oh, I don't have no paper. You know, I don't have any, you know, or I'd be like, I, I don't have a pencil or or the paper ripped. You know, she would go right into the to the back room and literally go get a stack of paper and be like, oh, don't worry. I have it right here so you can do the extra credit and everything you need to do. Scary. I was like, wow. I so, tried it. I mean, I appreciate it now, but I don't know if I'll be that strict. With my, I mean, I, I'm going to be kind of strict, but maybe not that strict with my kids. Because I want them to feel open to come to me. I don't want them to never feel like they can't come you talk to me. You can come to me while I'm telling you 
That's light true. on the sugar on the grapefruit. You know, like <laughs> sprinkle it lightly. True. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap this episode up? I think for me, like, I, like again, just stay true to yourself, guys, and put your priorities first. That's it. Like, that's it. Stay true to yourself and put your priorities first. I know that sounds cliche, but that's really, like, what I'm taking away for this week. That's it. And I would like to add, don't feel guilty for choosing you. It's okay to choose you. Have a wonderful whatever you're having, day or week or month. And thanks for tuning in, as always. Thank you.